Peace to the gang, peace to the gang, and welcome back to Quit the Cat Podcast. Yes, sir. It's your boy BP alongside the Bishop. Yes, sir. And we're coming to you live from beautiful Bang Bang Fitness Center here That's in Harrisburg, right. PA. And today, yes. on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, yes, yes. we have the founder of the Lazarus Firm LLC. It's a consulting firm for ex-offenders re-entry services. I hope I said that right. No, but, close enough, though. Close, close enough. enough. <laughs> All right, my bad. <laughs> I'll clarify. He's going to clarify for us, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. He's the president of Bro to Grow, uh, empowering, equip, and motivate men and women who are ex-offenders. The former secretary, Pennsylvania Board of Pardons. Yes. Uh, yes. And he also received a pardon from Governor Tom Wolf in March of 2019 at the serving time for drugs and firearms. We have a brand new man with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Mr. Brandon Flood. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Me. All right. Yeah. So before we get into it, yes. we got to do a vibe check first and foremost. Yes. So Bishop, what's your vibe? I'm liberated, bro. Oh, he's lit. Dang. Great yeah. with these words. I like I, them I, joints. I, after, I, after I left. Friday, I felt liberated. My Word. life, I felt the change in my life, bro, because I was doing something new. So Word. I feel liberated. And you said that man. Saturday yeah. morning too. That's yeah. real talk. I you feel, said I that feel, Saturday I feel, morning. I feel, I feel good, man. I'm ready. I'm yeah. Ready. Yeah. And Brandon. Yeah, I'm energized, man. Energized. Yeah. We got liberated, energized, yeah. and I'm out here. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm going with flabbergasted. <laughs> nah, I'm just nah. I'm, I'm inspired. Yeah. I'll be around some inspiring brothers, Appreciate and that. I just love. To see my brothers doing their thing. So yeah, I'm inspired. I'm super inspired. I appreciate it. Man. So before we also get into this, we got some money just floating around. Oh, yeah. But can you tell us what that's about? Oh, my, my money. I, ain't never, so I mean, I don't know if we I, had I, some strippers in here. Nah, what going nah. On? See, what happened on? was I pulled up and it blew to the door. And I just said, money's about to be flowing in. Oh, that's and cool. And I picked it up. And that was my sign. That so is I a put, sign. So I put it right there. So everybody gets to be connected that sits under that way. Yeah, yeah, I need it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can use it, rather. You ain't never had money just walk to you. Yeah, it, it, he it, got so money walking over. Dude, I opened the door, it blew right to me. I said, yeah. Yeah, this is what that is. Oh, man, you know, It wasn't awesome. about the amount. It was it was the purpose of it. So, oh, you know, yeah. You know, that, that, that was my sign. So I'm man. just going to keep it rolling, baby. Hey, let's yeah. get into some good money. With Mr. Flood, what's yes, going sir. on? Man? Oh man, I'm good, man. Enjoying life, and, Mr. Um, Energized. Yeah, you know, keep yeah. staying busy for me. Um, you know, keeps me sane. So you, so you came around the corner on two wheels. What, what, what was that about? Yeah, listen, man, I like to be prompt, man. You <laughs> okay. know, I was I was maybe about 45 seconds late. <laughs> hey, you know, so you know, yeah, I try to be punctual. Okay, okay. You know, and I, I, I I'm. I try to give your platform the same yes. respect that I would give any other platform, Twenty Seven News or whatever. So I, you know. I know you cut out. You was you was doing something busy, and you cut out for me, and I appreciate that. Absolutely, I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, that's super. He, he was with you. Was did that a cool retail? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. exactly. You know, as you, the viewers know, the governor uh, or soon to be Governor Shapiro will be inaugurated tomorrow, as well as the lieutenant, new lieutenant governor. Austin Davis, so they had a pre-inauguration event um, down on Front Street at Front Street at, at King's Manor. So, okay. you know, um, got the schmooze. You know, I went through the network, so I did what I needed to do, okay. and now I'm here. Okay, I appreciate it. And for y'all that see it, that'll probably be uh, happened already. But you know, it'll be Tuesday, but it already happened. Yeah, so yeah, make sure you see that and check that out. So, what's up, man? We appreciate you being here. Um, I know you were on the podcast previously, but a lot has changed, and you have had leaps and bounds since then, and you done rumbled, and you standing right here, and right. looking good, looking healthy, so, you know, um, I want to, can you take us, I know it's probably far, not, well, you still, the remember, before you had be, 
the Board of Pardons. Right. So can you just take us in through that journey and... Yeah, before, yeah, I would say, um, you know, you know, prior to that journey, you know, you alluded to the fact I received a, a pardon myself in yes, March of 2019. Sure. So for those that don't know me, you know, um, born and raised right here in Harrisburg, uh, served, in, you know, got into the same stuff that a lot of young black males get into, right, right. Uh, you know, drugs, crime, you know, uh, living in, you know, operating that underworld. I ended up getting, um, serving nine years in state prison, four years as an 18-year-old for, for uh, drugs, right. and then uh, ended up getting, coming home, going right back into the same thing, ended up getting a five to 10-year sentence for drugs and, and a firearm at that time. Right, right. So um, kind of really had that aha moment, I would say maybe 20, 2008, you know, you know, a lot of what helps people to be able to reenter successfully and not recidivate is finding what their passion is. Much yes, like you yes, find the fitness yes, is your right. passion. For me, it was it was government. It was politics. Um, learning, you know, there's the old adage goes, the pen is mightier than the sword. Absolutely. So once that, that clicked for me, especially being here from Harrisburg, we're the capital city, it yes. could have been a better place for me to live or go back to than Harrisburg if I was going to get into the political arena. So... Um, end up getting an internship for the House of Representatives, 2010. I got out February 2010, and I'm getting an internship okay. maybe about May 2010. Okay. okay. Um, and from there, it was you know you yeah. kind of learn how the sauce yeah. is just made yeah. and um, you know absorb everything and you know begin to to progress within the the, the General Assembly within the House of Representatives. Um, ended up. No, once you get the institutional knowledge from right. me, I, no, this is yes. the space I'm always staying. So let me, I, I want to jump in there real quick because I don't want to get too far and miss it. So no. were you in prison learning? Was this, was, did that yeah, become yeah, the yeah. switch? Because I, like now what I know now, there it wasn't like you just came out. I don't want people to think you just came out and it was like, oh, boom, right, uh, light no, came no, on, yeah, this yeah. is what I'm doing. There had to have been a process that which you figured out. So tell us about when you figured out what it was that, you was going to do? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Yeah, um, for me, it was it was around 2007, 2008. Again, prior to me being incarcerated, I didn't know anything about politics. I wasn't right. interested. I never voted. I didn't care about the right to vote. Right. Um, so for me, but once I got into prison, started reading, um, starting to take you know, things serious, wanting to, to be able to expand my mind. You know, it was the it was the warden in the prison who, I, mean, I don't know if you just seen how I conducted myself, right. you know, even right. like public speaking. I was never one of those people that I was a reserved person. I spoke unless I needed to speak. Okay, right. I needed to speak, but in there, you know, I was at SCI Chester my last uh, my last go around, and um, they have a very um, I would say their 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 prison. It's a lot of engagement from the community. Okay. So you got institutions of higher learning, colleges coming in there. You got all kinds of volunteers coming. Okay. We had Temple. We had you know uh, Drexel. Okay. So they had these kind of different classes like okay. public speaking. You had cultural awareness. Okay. So it was that stuff that really yeah. kind of got me about, you know, taught me how to be a better communicator and kind of step outside of my right. comfort zone. But to your point, it was the, the warden of the prison, or superintendent rather, he said, hey, a senator's coming up here. You know, at the time, they even had you know, senators coming to the jail. Right. He said, senator's coming up here to speak to the prison population. Um, you know, um, you seem to present yourself well. Do you want to, um, we want you to introduce him. So at the time, it was a guy named Stuart Greenleaf. He's since passed. I didn't know nothing about him. I had the librarian print some stuff off for okay. me. And she Googled. Right. You know, and I gave him a proper introduction. Um, and when he came up there, he just spoke about how the political system works. Okay. He spoke, right. spoke about how law how laws are drafted, what his colleagues say behind closed doors, you know, a lot of what uh, guides their decision-making. And for me, it was like, you know what, I want to get into that. Okay. So 
it was you know it, it was that that was the moment for me yes. um and then from there i tried to learn as much as i could about how politics work okay. um you know and at the time too you may remember uh linda thompson was, yep. was the mayor yep. so i said yep. no I, I should be able to get an internship with her okay um you know she ended up having her issues before i got out yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. never materialized and, okay. but i ended up getting an internship with the house okay. of representatives that's dope man yeah, that's dope. so dope so they so, trapped your body, but your mind was still free. Listen, and that's the mission. That's, that's what's try up. to get everybody to understand that. That that's that's key. So was it? Um, because I know there was other things you could have did, other distraction. Was it? Was it easy to do versus seeing things? So your mind was made up that you was going to bog down, start learning. Because that me, because I, 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 it wasn't. I like to say you didn't just say, okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna do. This was something that was already instilled in you. You just were right. making the wrong decisions, so you already were, well, like he was politics. You already, my man, right there, where yeah. Malcolm X, yeah. right? That was another moment for me too. Okay. So reading the, the autobiography okay. of Malcolm X, you know, even though he wasn't a politician, right? He worked, he he, he worked in that political space. Yes, and the, the one thing that I learned from him, it goes back to yes. being a, an effective communicator. You know, we all love how Malcolm talks, yes. right? Yes. He usually moves the yes. spirit. So for me, it was that's part of the reason why I even yeah. got into those classes okay. about public speaking because it was yeah. like, all right, I wanna, I wanna be yeah. like a man. Yeah, because right, I, right. I read from, yeah, he read a vast of everything. He right. said you must be fluent in uh, even astrology, weather, no right. matter what it was. Yeah. And to your point too, I mean, one of the benefits for me was that first bit, right? So I got to learn from that first bit. The, the first sentence, I was more so concerned about. No, I, I gotta have somebody ride with me and right, why aren't you right. answering the phone okay. and, and whereas okay. in the second sentence I, I didn't want nobody to ride with me okay. I, I was kind of locked in and said listen let me it's easier for me it's less stress yeah, yeah. if okay. it's just me in here so I had the time okay. I had less distractions from outside so I kind of immersed myself okay. in really trying to um brought my mind and you know okay. and become a little bit more and that's dope so you came out ready right came out ready so you said you came out and you you was trying. Did so? Did you internship with anyone? No. So so when I got out, I had a friend of mine who worked at the the Capitol building, um, Rodney Oliver, and I'll give him a shout out. At the time, he was the executive director there, and I told him, you know, um, he's a family friend. So I reached out to him while I was incarcerated and said, "Listen, I, I, this is what I want to get into." Right. So he said, "If you're serious, you know, we can maybe okay. get you an internship." And the funny story about that is. So he's, when he told me he could get it, he was like, yeah, it's only um, seven twenty-five an hour. And, you know, at that time, I was like, man, I'm worth more than seven twenty-five. And I, I applied to um, FIA. At the time, FIA, they were looking for customer service reps, and they were paying 12 So I was like, I'm going with FIA. But I had three interviews. They all went well with FIA. But right. because of the gun charge, FIA was like, no, we can't. So I ended up taking that internship by default. Right. Okay. And what he told me is like, listen, don't worry about the money now. Look at the opportunity. Okay. Get your foot in. Mm get some experience and then when positions open up then you can apply for them and you know so that the 725 you're going to make that back 10 right, times right, you know right, when right, you come right. on and, and to his point i wasn't even into my internship maybe 30 days before i ended up getting a full-time oh, position wow. as an alleged assistant so that's good money so was it did they take you serious right away did your did what you know or what did you feel like you were so did you feel judged or or were you ready? Did you know, okay, this is what this is what Brandon knows and this is what I'm gonna show like was there any Well that yeah, that was a funny experience itself too, because most of the people I worked with didn't know my background. Okay, okay. Um maybe one or two people who <clears throat> knew who knew someone who knew me okay. may have said something. But um in terms of the other people who didn't know, and you know, I came in and dressed up, you know, every day. Um now I you know, one of the things I learned was now you at least got to look the part yeah, you know, until yes, you, yeah, yeah. You, you get yes. enmeshed in you know in, in, into that whole that whole system. 
Um, so yeah, at least I looked the part. I did the research. Um, I stay. I would stay there as long as I had to in order to to really get a grasp of the subject matter and do you know take homework home too. So okay. when I was coming in there, at least I I sounded like I knew what okay. I talked about okay. until I actually did know what okay. I was talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like thank you to you. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. So what? So it's like no pressure. No, no. I mean, you know what's funny is one, it was one of my um, when I was intern, it was one of the, the ladies who was a um, she was a secretary at the time in the office. She was like, "Hey, a position's opening up," and at the time, and I'm still friends with this state rep to this day. I actually, just talked to her two days ago. So it was a state rep, and I'll give her a name because she's no longer a state rep. But Vanessa Brown uh, out of Philly, and they were like at the time she did go through a lot of staff, a lot okay. of times in her whole ten years she went through like eighty people. Okay. So they was like, yeah, nobody wants to work for her. So this is, if you apply, it's a good opportunity. Okay. So I went and got her off the house floor. Um, at the time, this is when okay. synthetic marijuana first hit the scene. So that yeah. was one of my research projects as an intern was to come up with legislation. So basically, I was coming up prohibiting. The possession of uh, synthetic marijuana. Okay. So I draft the bill up and everything, pulled her off the floor and said, hey, I have this bill for you. You know, I want you to run with it. And by the way, I heard you have a position open. And then from the jump, okay. we just clicked. Um, I get, like I said, that, that friendship persists to this day. The irony of that whole relationship, too. So I ended up working for her for maybe like um, like five years. Um, and then she ended up incurring some legal battles herself um, okay. and ended up getting um, convicted. And I, ended up, and I ended up coming to her court hearing her sentencing and speaking on behalf and kept her oh, and the wow. judge said this it was three people that okay. keeps that's keeping you out of jail today her brother it was an older woman who was a constituent of her that was like 80 and he said you're your former staffer so um and we still cool to this day so it's it's, it's, it's been interesting so wait so you so that was so was that that was your plan you just took it to her and she yeah. over it and she was like yeah how do you draft a bill well, yeah. See, that was one of the things too—is learning how to do that. Um, and that was part of some of the research staff there, and they were showing me how to do that. And okay. then, you know, I mentioned a friend of mine too, the family friend Rodney. He he showed me, you know, this the thing too. And then just just kind of, you know, and there was a lot of time when I had a lot of downtime as an intern because right, they were right. giving me like you know, busy work. So at that point, I really was just researching how to do it and just looking, you know, basically. Uh, Learning on the fly. Right, me, I was okay. trying to absorb as much information. Okay. And then one of the things I saw, too, when I went to state government is a lot of people were really content with, I'm just here for my 30 years and get this pension, right? Mm. So I ain't really trying to move. I ain't trying to do nothing. Whereas I was like, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, progress trying up. To, yeah, so yeah. I was always trying to learn as much as possible. Absolutely. Um, and for me, too, what a lot of people don't know, I, I don't have a degree. I got a, I got a GED from uh, Abraxas. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. so for me, it was all this stuff was learning on the job. Yeah. And you know, and then we live in this digital age now too. Now you can you can become a subject matter expert yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, 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 real quick. Absolutely, I got yo. I respect. I don't That's care. crazy. Yo, it's crazy. So I gotta ask: Was were you one of the last thing people for, that worked for her? Five oh years? yeah, I, I, five, until she got convicted. Like yeah, a, a, a stretch for for her age. Yeah, listen, here's the thing, right? Because. <laughs> Turn Where I'm coming room. from, you have to think about this. That's one when they told me. It's like, I mean, I've dealt with more bigger issues yeah, than yeah, because yeah, someone's yeah, personality, yeah. right? And I need a job. So, yeah. and I think it also, too, was, you know, this that woman-on-woman -woman dynamic versus woman yeah, versus male. Yeah. So, yeah. she she was, um she was, so what she did, she was, I was able to tolerate a lot of her, you know, a lot of her quirkiness, but she gave me a lot of latitude. Yes, yes. She basically was like, listen, yes. you create my policies. Yes. Um, and you just deal with, you know, my yeah. personality. Right. So that was a good trade-off yeah. for me. And again, that allowed me to really beef up yeah. my resume and get a lot of experience in our belt. So, 
you know, it's almost like, you know, being in a relationship, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you came to understand so right. that you can grow and do what you need to do. Right, where someone, she can say stuff to me that um, if she may have said to someone else, they may take it personal yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. And we were almost like a married couple, right? Yeah. She'll say something to me and I, we'll stop talking. We'll stop talking to each other for yeah, maybe two yeah. days, and it'll never be. Hey, I apologize. Yeah, we just yeah, kind of pick go back, back up where we. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I get it. I dig it. I can dig it. Not saying that happened, but we all dig it. We understand. like we all dig it. We get it. Everybody yeah, gets it. So that that part that puts you in position for the pardon. The, so, yeah, what that is, you know, again, you, sometimes in state government, you kind of get complacent and, you know, you get comfortable. I mean, right. to be frank, so a lot of people when they, that work, especially for the House of Representatives, or they kind of don't want to leave or go out into foreign territory, okay. right? They're used to being where they were. And even for me, I was kind of, because um, even like when I, when I started working there, HR knew about my background okay. and security knew okay. about my background, but there wasn't nothing that they could do to stop it. Right. Okay. So... <clears throat> I was somewhat hesitant to leave because I didn't want to have to have that address that issue with someone new who yeah, may have it as a problem. Yeah, yeah. So for for me, it was I was reluctant to do so. But I got to a point there where I just felt like um, I was clashing more with leadership than I, than it was we were working collaboratively. Right. So for me, I ended up saying, you know what, I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, I'm getting out of here. Plus the money too. I mean, to be frank, it was like, all right, I can make more money, you know, yeah. in the private industry. Yeah. So. I ended up applying for a position, uh, and I seen them tonight at the governor's event. Um, SEIU Service Employees International Union. So they represent um, janitors uh, or uh, custodians, okay. airport workers, correction officers. So I was their leg legislative director for the state. Um, so I ended up being with them for about a year. Okay. Um, it wasn't my thing. Ended up coming back not to the House of Representatives, but ended up going to work for the Department of General Services. Because at that point, I became kind of like a policy dude. Right. So. I was able to leverage that experience okay. and go wherever I wanted. So I ended up going to the Department of General Services. I was their policy and reporting specialist for about a year and a half. And then, you know, the whole thing, how the, the pardon position came up. At the point, at the time, and I, I may have said this last podcast I was on, I didn't. I just wanted my pardon. I didn't yeah, want right. to oversee the job. Right. My, my goal was to run for mayor last election cycle. Wanda was supportive of that too. You know, right. and that's part okay. of why she jumped in because okay. she felt like the the other no no shade to the other candidates, but she felt like they weren't qualified enough. Okay. Um, so I just wanted the pardon. So at the time, I was on the I was with the state Pennsylvania NAACP, and I was doing um, like criminal justice and policy yes. work with them. So I sent something to all the candidates that were running for lieutenant governor, including John Fetterman. Hey, here's some ideas on how to change that pardon system. Right, right. So when he gets the job, I contact him. Not looking for. I literally said in my email, I'm not looking for a job because I'm sure a lot of people were hitting him up. Right, after. right, right. I said, but I'm about to start another position. I was about to go work for the governor, um, the overseas uh, commission on African American affairs for the state. Okay. So I said, one of the things I'm gonna do is pardon reform. Now he knew me this whole time, but he didn't know about my background. Most of the people that worked with me, I would say 99 percent didn't right. know about the background. Okay. okay. So I said, um, and FYI, it may it may um, interest you to know that I just got a pardon from or that I'm waiting for Governor Wolf to sign my own pardon. So he contacts me and said, "Hey, he offered me a job." Initially, I said no because again, our, my shit right. was the mayor. Right. And then he came back and said, "All right, well, well, first it was a deputy chief of staff." I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Then he came back with the secretary position, and I was like, "And I considered it." But actually, the person who used to be in the position before me, I actually had a good relationship with them. So I called her. Um, and asked her, should I take it? And she told me, no. Okay. She said it was more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. But again, I'm looking at the, the ability of how much I can impact. Absolutely. People, right? Right. Um, 
So because of that, and I even took a pay cut. I took a two grand pay cut mm. to take the part of this job. Um, I mean, it ain't much, but it's you know, right. yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sushi yeah. money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I ended up taking the position, man, just because I'm one of those people. Like I said, I'm a restless person, so I'm never someone who's like, you know, I, and it's, and I don't knock anyone who stays in a position for 10, 20 years, right. you know. But for me, you know, I kind of, yeah. I feel. I go to wherever I feel like I can make the yeah, greatest right. impact. So when I start feeling like I can't make an impact or I'm fighting against the powers yeah, that be too yeah. much, then I got to roll. So right. that's so when he offered me that, then I said, you know what? After some further consideration, okay. I took it. Okay. What exactly is a pardon? So a pardon is uh, total forgiveness from okay. the executive branch. The executive branch is the governor. Um, so it is as if you never have been convicted of a crime. So it's basically like you come out the womb. Yeah, you come out the womb with no no record whatsoever. So all your civil rights are restored. Um, I mean, you can always vote with a record now. Um, you can vote. You can enlist in the military. Get your firearm rights restored. You can travel internationally. So, okay. Uh, uh, specifically, Canada is one of those places you can't go with a criminal record. Right. Especially a felony. Oh, I won't be going to Canada. Right. So all of those those rights are are restored. Um, you know. So yeah, that's. That's something that um, and I think it's and there's a lot of people that qualify or that are good candidates for it. So that's part of you know. We'll maybe talk later about it. Okay. But part of me leaving was to be able to uh, do this work, and more importantly, challenge the, the yeah, power yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of things I couldn't say as secretary, yes. right? Okay. You know, yeah. and, I, and I found that out <laughs> right, during right, right, right. that time. So, but yeah, total forgiveness uh, from the governor. That's awesome, man! Congratulations on Thank that. You. That holds a lot of folks back. That, well, listen, you, uh, I was telling someone tonight, and part of what I do, so I enlisted in the, the um, National Guard in 2020. I was supposed to go in January 2021, but ended up having some medical issues that popped up. Um, mm-hmm. But I did that largely because, I mean, obviously there's benefits of doing that, but I also wanted to show people, hey, you can enlist in the military once right. you get your, your, your pardon. Same thing with firearm rights, too. So. Now, I bought a, you know, a few firearms, even an AR, you know, okay. through the ATF. Yeah. So you, it, it really is as if you're, you're, that reset button is pushed. So a lot of times I do things um, because I'm interested, but right. also to be able to show folks you know, the actual point. impact. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Some people don't believe when I say, yeah. like, well, you get everything, Matt? Like, yeah, it's yeah like, they're like, for real? Everything? <laughs> everything. And that's part of what I do also with my firm, too, is for when people do, especially even people who get pardoned or expungements, when they come up against resistance or someone, you know, even me, when I first got my pardon, it was an apartment, com- I live in there now, apartment complex, they denied me because of my record, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I, you know, I, obviously I challenged it, so right, it took right. about maybe an hour and a half for them to reverse okay. the decision, so that's a lot of what I do is help people be able to challenge employers that unfairly okay. terminate them or just don't even consider right. them for employment. So how's that, how's that going? You like it, you feel better solo on your own, yeah, I mean, you know, part of even going there tonight is to be able to, to the governor's main, uh, event tonight is I'm still going to be able, I'm still going to consult the board about, okay. hey, here's things okay. that you, you okay. can change or, you know, put me out of a job. That's right, I mean. right, right, right. I gladly accept you put me out of a job, yeah. but in the meantime, until you don't, while these efficient inefficiencies exist, I'm here to help people navigate through this inefficient uh, process. Because right, they're not going to put you out of a job. Yeah. But, I mean, it'd be really, it's kind of, I tell people, and I met somebody earlier today, I tell all of my clients, I tell them from the jump. I was like, yeah, there's two things we can do here. I can show you how to do the shit yourself for free, or I can do it for a nominal fee. You right. know, same thing like for us when we go out to eat, 
Right? Yeah. We can make our own steaks and burgers food, all day, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we'd rather pay for the convenience yes, of going yes, somewhere yes. else. And nine and nine out of ten people, when I tell them that, they're like, "Well, I just rather you do just." You know. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> right. That's me. I right. save time and do something yes, else. Yeah. With it. I'm, I'm going to. Well, see, and that's the thing, right? Because you and I literally had a guy who did that. Where when I first became secretary, I sent him the the application. Right. And then when I started my own firm four years later, he he sent me an email. I was like, "Yo." Your name sounds familiar. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you you met me at an event four years ago. You sent me everything, but you know, I ain't put it in because you know I know what I'm gonna say up here, but can't put it in yeah, black yeah, and white." Right. I was like, "You would already had that shit, yeah, 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 yeah. Been on, yeah, right. yeah. He paid me, you know, four hundred dollars. I knock it out in two hours for him, yeah, and, and, cool. and it's you know, and I don't even, and most of my clients I don't even have to see. It's always either over the phone or virtually. So the convenience of it, so that part will always exist." Uh, and more importantly, be able yeah. to help people it's flesh worth, your thoughts I mean, out. if you were, if you know the constraints that it puts on you, it's worth the pay. Yeah, like, yeah. it pays off in the long run, especially with mental freedom. Right. Just all the things that come with now. It's like a, it's like a whole, like you said, a Being reset. Free again. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, to build a reset, again. especially if you're in a new mental place. And it's, it's well, listen, that's the one of the things. One of the hallmarks of what I do too is I let you do payment plans too. I'm okay. kind of like you know the place where they say with the car, the used car dealerships, okay. no credit, you know, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah. So it really don't matter. I let you kind of determine your own payment schedule. Right, right. So the last reason why you shouldn't go through this shit is because you don't got the money, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know you can't make it any more easier for right. that. Saying, listen, at least put a down payment down, and you can determine whether you want to do this weekly, biweekly, monthly. So let me ask you: Is the list long? Do they like? Do you have to be on the list? And is the list long because there's people that ain't going to, and they got to filter through who can and who can't? Is that? Yeah, yeah, that's long? part. I mean, because right now one of the issues with the process, the whole pardon process, is any and everybody can apply as long as you're convicted, you can apply. Yeah. So you got a lot of people that um, if you if there's no minimum requirements other than me being convicted, right. I'm, I'm gonna try your chin, right? Especially okay. with lifers, right? I got nothing but time in the world here in jail. So why not? Yeah, I got two so, years on a life sentence. Right, right, yeah. I'm putting in. Like, you know, so wait, they so they mix them. Yeah, so they have what's known as pardons, and then they have what's known as commutation. Well, to your point about mixing, what I call non-viable people, meaning you really shouldn't be putting in, and you ain't got a shot in hell okay, versus yeah. the people that should. So that was one of the things we instituted when I came on was saying, hey, you need to have these different lanes yes, of people yes, because. Yes. There's no reason why you making everybody go through the same right. uh, so, uniform process. You got somebody got a, a shoplifting from 30 years ago going yeah. through the same process as a lifer. Like yeah. it don't make it's sense. It's a waste of resources. Yeah. So that's something that we created. And I had a chance to talk to the the newly and soon to be lieutenant governor. Uh, you know, I told him, listen, let me let me help you out, man. I ain't asking for no, nothing yeah. other than give you free game. And, yeah. and if you don't take it, then, you know, that's yeah. on you. It won't right. hurt you to listen. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it won't hurt you to listen. Man, that's amazing. That is so, amazing. I, um, well, you answered that part about that. Where did you, why did you decide to call it Lazarus? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, So, a, a few reasons. Um. You know, obviously, for a lot of people that have convictions, you know, um, well, the biblical story of Lazarus, yes. you know, raising, you know, raising someone from the dead, Jesus raising okay. Lazarus from the okay. dead. You know, essentially, you know, that's akin to people who feel like that they um, aren't part of society, right? Um, with those convictions, okay. you know, so you know, raising you back to being a, a first-class citizen, so right. to speak. Um, you know, the other part of it too was, you know, I had a whole heart surgery, a whole heart, new yeah. heart, yeah. so. Uh, now that that was kind of the play, and then more importantly too, like I said, just the whole theme of being able to raise someone from the dead or or 
be able to lift you out of that your, your situation. So, so for I'm, me, it made sense. I'm glad you brought that up. So I wanted to ask you about that. So did you, was it a place in your life where did you know that you were, your heart was, did you feel anything? Like what led to, when did you start to just take us, take us through that journey? Because I know that had to been like an awakening, you know, a different perspective. Like, did you really have to, so what, take us leading up to that, like. Where were you at? Yeah, listen, I just told, I said earlier, I was I was going to National yeah, Guard, yeah, right? So they cleared me that summer. That August is when I had the, the physical and they did the EKG yes. and said, you're good to go. So I was just, and so what I had to do, what took the time from August to January, I needed a waiver from the, the federal government because you believe 34, 30, the age of 34 is the cutoff for the mm -hmm. National Guard. I was 39. But they can grant you a waiver. So I was waiting for D.C. to get back to me and grant me the waiver. So I, all I was doing was waiting. So he November. exercising all his rights. Thank you. That's, that's car payment. Yeah, they give yeah, me two yeah, grand yeah. a year for one, no, one, yeah. one, week, a, one uh, week a month. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So November comes and, you know, so I've always had sleep apnea, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, and for... Any um any of my the, the ladies that I've known in the past right. you, know, you know slept with it they always brought that to my attention like yeah you sleep apnea is bad and I was never one of those people that do the um uh, the, the, the Man, yeah okay. what they call it a joint um CPAP yeah, yeah. CPAP yeah. machine so bad, bad. um yeah so that I was just living my life and you know at the time COVID was you know was was very prevalent and I that the day that it happened I went to I was I went up to SEI Green to speak mm -hmm. to lifers. And I was feeling a little, you know, I felt like a little fatigued and whatnot. Okay. So making that ride, coming back, like I had to pull over a couple times. I just mm, didn't know if I was uh, sick or what. So mm. I finally get back. And for me, when I'm usually sick, I'm one of those people that, you know, in a, maybe three, four days, right. it just goes away. Right. You know, and for me at the time, I was heavy into the gym. Okay. So, you know, it was one or two days, but I, I took off for a week, so I knew right, something wasn't right. right. Yeah. Um, and then just coming back, that, that ride from Greene County, I, it just felt like something wasn't right. And I, I tried to sleep it off. You thought like, like the flu or something? I thought I had COVID. I just didn't want to be quarantined. Right, right, so I was like, right. damn, I'm not trying to go down here and then tell them I've got to be quarantined. i got yeah. too much stuff going yeah. on. But at that point, I just had to. So I took my laptop down there and go to the emergency room, sit down there for six hours, and they're like, yo, you, you're experiencing um, cardiogenic shock. Like your heart's uh, pumping at like 15%. Mm. Like, um, so they end up flying me to, to Pittsburgh, maybe like two days later and, um, to get a second opinion. And they were like, yeah, you, um, you're going to need a, you know, a, new, a transplant. Mm -hmm. So initially what was supposed to happen was I was supposed to wait on the street for it. So mm -hmm. at the time, you know, I ended up, uh, at least announcing my candidacy for Lieutenant governor as a Republican, right. uh, because I thought I was going to be wait, I was going to be waiting on the street. So I was like, oh, I can campaign while I'm waiting. No, get okay. the sympathy vote. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kept, every time my discharge date was coming up, they just kept pushing it back, pushing it back. And then finally they were like, yeah, if we, um, discharge you like, you ain't, you know, you might yeah, have like, a year. Yeah, you, ain't, you, know, you ain't going yeah. home. So they were like, you have to stay and get the transplant. So initially they were going to do like the mechanical, less invasive process. But, you know, the quality of life for me, for me, it's always been quality of life. But yeah. I don't, don't try to keep right. here to be 90. Uh, that's you know? weak. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and with that mechanical procedure, now I couldn't get in. Like, it was, it was I had to wear a vest and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, big, yeah. Big, I couldn't get in the water. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a beach guy. Right, so right, I was like, right, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, so I was like, let's yeah. just go for the, the full Monty. Yeah. So 
a lot of things end up working out for me because you'd have been like Iron Man. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You'd have been like Iron Man wearing that thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, you can't wear these suits, man. Yeah. You know, these suits is already tight. You know, yeah, they right. the best out of all. It worked out at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, so man. they um a lot of things end up working out for me. I don't know if it was just um I mean it could be obviously um no. Could be the Lord or what, yeah, but you yeah, know, for yeah. me, it was just like you know, and I'm I'm about I was just very matter of fact about things okay. with, with the yes, nursing yes. staff. So they end up moving some stuff around. I end up getting the heart in like 30, 37 days. Wow. People are usually waiting That's years fast, yeah. for that. Um, so yeah, they they had the surgery December twenty seventh. Okay. Well, I end up getting the heart the day after Christmas. The heart offer um, the twenty sixth, and then the twenty seventh they did the surgery. It's about an eight hour procedure, and um. Yeah, I mean, so I did they take the heart for like the method towards your age or the type of lifestyle you was going to live? How do they? What was? The yeah, that's part of what goes into um, where you at on the list too, okay. right? You know, that, okay. you know, I remember being uh, the nurses asking me that I ever smoked marijuana. I'm like, right. yeah, and then the one nurse came and was like, don't tell them that because this is com- it's literally a committee that decides okay. whether you get a heart or not. Right, right. Um, so she's like, yeah, don't say that. So they did look at age; that okay. was a factor. Uh, they looked at, uh, you know, uh, at least my health prior to okay. the the the, uh, the, uh, the they episode. They want to give it to somebody that's going to right. live. Right, right, yeah. Not, right. They looked so at you whether you have drug history. That's deep. Or if you lived a, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. high-risk life. Right. You know, obviously, if you have any diseases, right. you know, uh, or, uh, you know, so or ailments. So that's what they looked at. So I think all of those things, you know, uh, in combination with one another, that really kind they of... They want to make sure you can pay the bill yeah. for it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for real, right? We got to keep you alive. Yeah, yeah, that is. Pay stay home. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah that, in, in total, it was about my $2 million all yeah, together. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Make sure he lives. He got to live. Yeah. He can pay it off. Yeah, but for me, you know, going through that process to your, your other point yes. about just the experience itself... Um, I mean, I've always been a practical guy, and I felt like at least the the the, the uh, thirty nine years I was on this planet, I did a lot. Right. Um, so I was kind of at peace with it, right? Okay. So I was telling my folks, like, "Hey, let's get everything in order, you know, will and all that." Um, and you know, obviously, that was it was more difficult for them because yeah. it was like, you know, um, I'm telling them, listen, you got to prepare. So, you said you, right. so wait, 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 wait. So you said you felt a peace with? I felt at peace. Yeah, I'm saying like, yeah, I was cool with it. You know, if okay. things yeah. went south, you know. Okay. Um, life insurance was already in place. Right, right, you know, so right. okay. I was I was at peace with it. So you know when it didn't. So obviously when the, the surgery was successful, you know for me it was kind of like I mean obviously it makes you appreciate life yes. more, but it was also more so like you know I want to be um, do things that I yes, want to do. Yes, right, yes, right. So, I want to say make you want to do more. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. I and and also too, I think I'm a little bit more candid and um, transparent than I was. Prior to the heart, a lot of people that I've encountered, they so, they've experienced so wait, that. Like, wait, yo. damn! I'm like, wait, so wait, wait, because you know the heart can live outside of the body for a while. Do you feel the other person in you? Yeah, that's the question I got from a lot of people too. Yeah, no, not necessarily, yeah. and that's the other part too. They sure? don't tell what, you what you might be eating that you never <laughs> thought you ate before. You not might not know it. I don't know. You might not know. Think of all the things you might not have used to do as the old friend and like the new. Well, maybe telling the truth completely. I think that's what they may. I'll just be honest, especially, you know, um, yes. in, in a personal life or, you know, 
for me, I, I find that a lot of people appreciate the truth more, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. how you deliver it. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. now times, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to say I'm, I'm comically honest because yeah. it's like I can't believe you said it and you say it yes, in a way where yes. it's like, you know, you. It's be better for you when you right. do. I, I feel like I'd rather tell you that it's better. Right. Plus, I don't want to carry. I want you know Yeah, yeah. Nah, you're yeah. not. You're not bad. You don't want that burden on you. Know, and like I said, some, some people appreciate it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of the things they don't tell you is they don't tell you who your donor was oh, right, or right, any right. details. The, the family of the donor has to voluntarily do that. Um, okay. The only thing I know is that it was a younger person and that it was a Caucasian. I, yeah, I read a book called Subliminal, and they... So, listen, I, I'll be believing my books. But <laughs> they gave the young girl a, a transplant, and she started having these dreams, and she was able to help them... No, she got the eyes. The other guy got the heart. But she started having these visions from the person that was that she got the eyes from. And come find out she was murdered, and she helped them solve the case. Like it's a real thing. I yeah. read. The, I went and looked up the article. So I was why I was wondering. They were talking about like our hearts and certain body parts that we get that the source of life is still trapped with inside the cells. No, listen. So the nurse said that. So too. when you put the heart or the whatever transplant right it starts to link up with the cells and the cells that were trapped inside of the organ start oh, to attach man. to your cells right. you might have like cravings you might think of something or you might feel a little bit more energetic if that person was like a scuba diver or a skier right. Right. it might because it made a lady that was um she was well reserved she had got a heart of a girl that was energetic played track right. did soccer right. all the things she was fearful and scared of doing she started to do and her daughter was like, yo, it was so crazy. <laughs> like, my mom actually got on a roller coaster. She started doing these different things. Right. So she ended up contacting, asking to get in contact with the uh, late young lady's family that whose heart she got. And they told her all these different things that the daughter used to do. So See, that was, yeah, because what they do is they let you kind of through a third party reach out to the family. Obviously, it's up to the family. Okay, they yes. respond I didn't do that. Right. Um, I mean, a lot of people was like, well, why don't you do it? It was right. for me. Um, I think the best... The uh, best way I can honor their son's legacy is making the most of my life right. with the heart. So, as opposed to, you know, and obviously if they want to reach out, I'll gladly do it, but I just never really felt okay. compelled. But who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I may not know what it is. Yeah. That, right. I'm, 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 apparently, this motherfucker was an honest yeah. age. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, just feel, I just feel compelled to tell you. But, <laughs> you know, but how do you feel on? now? Like, how does it, do you still work out? Do you, do you still in the beaches? You, yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, it took about uh, three months. So I got discharged in January. Um, I had to wait three months, you know, because they go through your sternum. They cut okay. through your sternum. So I had to wait for that to heal. Um, you know, I kind of did some unconventional stuff. They wanted me to go to, like, UPMC and do, like, the elliptical. And I was yeah, like, right. I'm just going to Planet Fitness. Yeah. Right, 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 <laughs> so, right, right. right. Yeah. And I know my body, yeah. too, you know, because they, you know, again, a lot of people, I mean, there's young people that yeah. go through the process, but a lot of them are, are you know, a more of an advanced yeah. age. So they told me not to lift more than, like, a milk. Uh, jug, a gallon yeah, of milk yeah, and stuff. I was like, yeah. I know my body. I'm not gonna over yeah, yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, but you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's worked out well. Um, I mean, I, I feel pretty well. You look now. good. I, mean, I told you. That, that, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. man, brother, you look good. The only thing that really, um, I, I guess, kind of reminds you of is that no, I, I will have to take medication for okay. the rest of my life. So okay. I have to take anti-rejection medication, anti-infection medication. Um, so you know, it's usually times of the day when I have okay. to do that. Um, so other than that, I mean, I'm pretty good at that. But that's really the only kind of reminder where I'm okay. kind of reminded, that. or when obviously when I have to refill. Okay. You know, the, med the medication ain't cheap either. So, so yeah, I'm out of you know, I had my year evaluation, which was the 27th of December. 
Uh, I went up to Pittsburgh, got the heart biopsy, no rejection. Okay. Um, no, all my my, my um, vitals and everything were were fine. So yeah, I'm, I, I, I try to reach out to the uh, the uh, the National Guard recruiter yeah. again and say, listen, right. I'm I'm yeah. up to bat again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, <laughs> they might they will grant me a waiver. Yeah. So you got to see what's going on. Yes, I'm glad that you bounced back and you, That's amazing. you know, my prayers was with you. I Thank definitely you. was like, I was, I was like, wait, what? He's okay. I was, you know, and I'm glad everything worked out. And when I seen you, I was like, man, he looks amazing. Thank you. Like, and I was definitely, looked better than before. Like, well, as I said, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, um, I, I, I try to be, a, I'm trying to be a better version okay. of I was before. So, okay. and I said that to, to somebody tonight, they were like, yeah, I seen you went through all that stuff, man. I'm glad to see you bounce back. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if anything, um, I think I'll, I mean, now I'm trying to be mindful not to go right. as hard as, right. as, you know, to be, you know, not go super hard, but I definitely. So do you evaluate life differently of how you allow stress or things to like, so let me ask you, do you go through, do you have a daily routine of, I'm big on how you start the day and how you end the day. So do you have, like, a morning routine that you do to to put yourself centered? Because you're out in the world and doing so many different things that can become stressful. Or how, So how do you, knowing that, okay, yes, I'm fine, my heart, I have... So how do you put that all in perspective of how much, can, how much of branding can I give? How much can I give to... This, how much do I have for my family and different things to be able to balance the heart to make sure you know? Because I'm big on no stress. I'm right, big right, on right. finding those things. I'm big on keeping the body circulating and moving a certain way. So for you, is it out of your mind, so to say that, or do you guard yourself on what you intake and how excited do you allow things or people or situations to overwhelm you? On social media, not as much as I did, you know, okay. before. You know, I'm, I'm coming on the page, right, you know, right, coming right. in the comments, right, right, right. all that. Yeah, I was at, even when I was in the hospital. I come on, come. Yeah. They was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" You know. Yeah. Um, so not so much on social media. I mean, that was an experience in and of itself too. I mean, I know they're like, "Yeah, you don't have to dignify every response," but right. for me, I'm one of those people that, um, you know, I want to be able to address it directly, right? Okay. There's some people and some, you know, uh, public officials that. You ain't. They ain't gonna respond back to you, and they're not going to, you know, engage you at all. Right, right. For me, I, I wanted to be. I, I want to clear everything, yeah, up, yeah, right? So yeah. I'm gonna give you the opportunity yeah. to ask exactly what you want right. to ask, um, you know, and 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 bring clarity to yeah. it. So, uh, so yeah, not so much on social media now. Because a lot of people are like, yeah, you don't post as much as you right, used to. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're right. Um, in terms of like my daily routine, so I don't necessarily have anything. In the morning or anything where I'm like trying to, I mean, that's really what I'm trying to get to now. Cause I lobby full time too, in addition okay. to the record clearing stuff. So trying to, to balance that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously family, you know, I have my son and I have three sons. So I, I still am very much engaged with them. Um, yeah, I'm trying to strike that yeah, fine so balance, especially on the personal side. Wait, I'm, I feel you don't got nothing for mental release and clarity. You, you, I might do, but I probably can't say it on the podcast. I'm talking about, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about long as you making time for yourself. To, I, like, I, oh yeah, listen, that's yeah. one thing I think for me. I've become better at being by myself, right? Okay. So my my apartment's like the. Um, the bat cave, man, okay. you know, so, um, it's literally, I mean, and I, I enjoy my own company, right. you know, so even That's if I'm major. just talking through things, some things might be professional or personal, yes. um, 
But yeah, just enjoy. I mean, I, I was that way beforehand, but really enjoying my own company, and that may be okay. a sign, you know, yeah, or, or yeah, uh, you know, a characteristic trait, trait yeah, yeah, yeah. from the person who's yeah, already yeah, is where yeah. I don't mind doing that. You know, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm great company okay. to myself, yes, right? Yes. So so for me, um, and that self talk is you know that that's therapeutic oh, for yeah. me. You know, and even you know like birthday when I, my fortieth, there were a lot of people like, hey, you know, you should do something in the public, and I'm like. Now, you know, I just want to go down to the Dewey Beach, you know, right, solo, right. you know, yeah. and, and enjoy my time. So, okay. yeah, just enjoying my own my own time and peace has been therapeutic for me. That's uh, amazing, man. That you got to learn to love yourself. Right. right. People don't love themselves. Yeah, you know I mean? so that's excellent that you can just sit with yourself, vibe, do what you need to do. Right. Sometimes no TV, right? Yeah. Just, you know, just, you know uh, Stuana and my thoughts in a good way though. Right, right. And then too, I mean, I still do a lot of stuff locally, helping people out outside. I mean, I'm, at, at this point, I'm pretty much known as the pardon or the record clearing mm -hmm. guy. So you got people, especially Philadelphia, always reaching out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm usually I keep myself busy, but like I said, that that alone time I enjoy. So know. are you? So you're just gonna? Are you feel like you might come back into politics and go a little further? Well, um. Yeah, like I said, I'm on the outside of politics now. So, you know, as a lobbyist, what I'm doing, it, so I work for, my full-time job is an organization called Ceasefire PA. So okay. I'm their director of government affairs. So we're the Commonwealth's leading gun violence prevention organization, advocacy organization. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm still, and I lobby for uh, the state of Harrisburg. So I'm at the Capitol building every day, now, mm -hmm. or at least when they're in session. So I'm still involved, but not so much on the, you know, on the outside looking in. Um yeah, I mean, I get that question. I mean, for me, at one point it was I was seeking it out as opposed to where I'm at now. It's like I'm gonna let it come to me. If the right, right opportunity emerges, um, then I'm then I'll, I'll definitely consider it. But yeah. before I was more calculated. Like even with the mayor stuff, that was kind of like a five year plan. So, okay. um, and I was part of the reluctance of even taking a pardon job because it was like, damn, I'm, I'm I've been working on this shit for five years right. and now it's here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, eventually, but you know, I'll I'll have some influence in politics one way or another. Yeah, you I, you make it so cool to be in the room, man. No, you do when you got somebody that's just like you, right? Come from where you come from and know, like when they in them rooms and you see, like, you that's it. And that's the other thing too that I used to tell people, like you know, when I used to come at people on social media or feel like people felt like I was them. So listen, I I got the same energy for these motherfuckers up Capitol yeah, Hill, right, too. Right. Like even yeah. the, the incoming governor, like him and he yeah. was on our board, so him and I have had our fair share of issues. We're cordial, but yeah, I mean, you know, I keep the same energy right. wherever I go. And um, again, I'm not the easy thing for me would have been was just once I got the gig, kick kick my feet back yeah, up, yeah, kick my out. feet up, and just chill out and collect the check. But for me, it was like you know, I'm I'm here. It's again quality of life versus quantity. So right. it wasn't like I'm gonna be here for you no know, ten years. I'm gonna do as much as I can in this role, and then I'm gonna bounce off. Boy, the, you, how many uh, how many head are you at? We have got tier firm. You have you're also the president of Brother God. Yeah, 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 shout out to Brother God. Um, yeah, like man. Listen, man. Like I said, for me, I think one of the things that has been helpful for me not you no know, um, reoffending was. Staying busy, so right. and that was another thing too. To your, your your earlier point, before I got the part in this gig, I was in hustle mode professionally, right? And I, and I think once I got that job, I kind of um, I got out of that. Right? I got a lot of attention. Obviously, a lot of people wanting to, to meet, and you know, even on the personal side, a lot of different women and stuff reaching out. Right. So mm -hmm. 
I kind of got away from the shit that got me to where I was. Okay. So that was something to where, like, you know what? Um, let me get back to the, yeah. the essence of what helped me get to where okay. I was. Um, so admittedly, that was something where it was like, yeah, I'm going to get back to that. Because, you know, um, a lot of people don't even know what I did before pardons. It was yeah. kind of like, just thought I got the job. Like, no, shit, I was no, pretty accomplished yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, That's yeah, how I got yeah, the joint. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to get back get back to that. So for me, yeah. staying busy, staying, and more importantly, not just having shit on my resume okay. for the sake of having it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. actually have some, even, no, I'm going to have some influence in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Um, and part of having that influence is not for me. So I never, nobody has ever heard me say, yeah, I'm, I'm about to bag or right, I'm trying to money. For me, you know, middle it, it is about yeah. power, but it's for yeah. power for the sake of using, leveraging it to help yes. other people. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. So let me um, ask you, what would you, what piece of advice would you give to our listeners? What would you tell them? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I would tell you, but uh, certainly if you're going to be operating in a public space um, or, you know, um, or government space or, you know, anything political or just be a public face in person. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, you have a responsibility, right? You know, and then, you know, what's funny is, uh, and I see him tonight, but he wasn't the one who said it. Um, so when I was <laughs> secretary of board of pardons, uh, uh, so we have the state, each state agency has, um, they have they have a budget hearing. They have budget hearings every year. So essentially, what happens is you go before that that uh, the appropriations committee and you tell them, hey, for my agency, here's what we need. Right. And maybe we need the same amount we got last year, or hey, I need an increase because we have a project. Okay. So I, I went before uh, the board, and at the time, I had said something about stop and frisk that was on, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. uh, controversial. And um, one of the guys on the appropriations committee said. Um, he said, yeah, man, I've seen you were in the news recently. And, you know, um, he, he said, um, so I used to be a staffer before. And, you know, um, he said, one thing you need to know is, you know, when you're a, a public official, you, you don't have any private. Because even in that inter yeah, interview, yeah. I said, uh, yeah. my private opinion. He said, you don't have no private opinions. Yeah, you, um, you know, and I, and I wanted the, <laughs> to debate him, but I was there. I needed a, another half a million dollars. So yeah. I just ate it. But it was good advice, too, where yeah. it was like, he's like, you don't have any yeah. uh, private opinions. So, you know, and at the end of the day, if you are working for someone else or if you're working for the people, the yeah, government, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to be mindful of that. Um, you know, as much as you try to separate yourself from yeah, you the public yeah, you person, can, you, yeah, can. you can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah, they got to respect that when you come in. So I need three books. What three books would you recommend? Three books. So I would say the autobiography of Malcolm X, yes. Alex Haley. Um, I think it's Seven Effective Habits of yep. Highly Effective yep. People yep. or Seven yep. Habits of Highly Effective People. Yes. Something called Covey. Yep. And um, if I had to pick a third... At least for me, what was helpful was a, a, a it was a book called "The Wretched of the Earth," okay. and it was a France Fanon, and it really this was a guy who was a French dude, but he was talking about like revolution, yes, how yes, revolutions yes, yes, work, yes. Uh, both in the traditional sense where you're talking about a country, you know, uh, revolting yes. against the government, and then just mental warfare, right, right or, or revolution. So, okay. um, you know, and that's part of you know, I like to say that I've. Uh, I'm always reinventing myself, but um, you know, so that inner revolution is is key too. So those, those would be the three books I would recommend. All right. So can you tell them where they can find your your law firm? I mean, Lazarus. Yeah. So um, anyone who's interested in either clearing their criminal record, um, anyone who's interested who, who's had issues applying for positions and, and being disqualified or not considered because of your criminal conviction, um. 
You can find us at you know, www.thelazarusfirm.com. Keywords just Lazarus Firm. If you key that in, in any so, uh, search engine, okay. you'll find it. You'll see two. There's two. There'll be two results. There's the Lazarus Law Firm, which is in Lancaster, and then the Lazarus Firm, gotcha. which is what we do as yes. criminal history record information. Uh, we're criminal history record information specialists. Um, or just look for Brandon Flood. Flood, I'm pretty transparent. Phone number is public. All right, that. So okay. If, if you if you want your shit going, no bad enough, you can find me. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. If you don't, you ain't gonna holler at him. Shit. Right. <laughs> hey, well, we appreciate you for coming through. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You gave us a lot of information. You told us your story, which was amazing. You know what I mean? It's just good to, to good to see where you came from. And yes. I like I don't, I'm just meeting you, but it's still like. That's inspiring to see, like, you, know, you came from here, and now you're here. Right. Suited up, booted up, looking good, healthy, you feel me? So, like, that's an amazing story. Yes. That should encourage a lot of y'all to be like, yo, first hit him up, especially if you need to get your record cleared up, because that, you know, gets you start to go fast, go collect your 200. You feel me? And listen, and something that you guys said earlier, too, one of the things I also do is, and this is part of being honest aid now, is, I mean, obviously I can tell anyone who wants to clear the record, oh, yeah, I got you and take the bread. Right. But if I don't feel like you're a good candidate or a suitable candidate, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. But I'm not just going to tell you, like, yeah, you ain't suitable. I'm going to give you a, a roadmap of how to get, right. to, how to become a suitable candidate. Yes, so yes. it may not be your time this year. You might yes. need to wait. I had a guy yesterday. said, man, I think you should wait, like, three years, to be honest with you. Um, and obviously it's up to them if they want to proceed. Right. But, um, you know, part of what I do is those free consultations yeah. and I, I'm, and I give it to you honestly. Yeah, you want to build some, build some. Yeah. Right, right. You know, at the end, of, I want my batting average yeah, to be, yeah, you know, yeah, as close yeah, yeah. to 100%. Yeah, more important, I don't want to give people false hope. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who, um, who are looking for hope, you know, and, but at the very least, if I can't get you hope today, I'm going to show you, you know. Yeah, you can't be out here on the streets causing crime and want to be <laughs> at yeah, listen, yeah. See, that's the thing, too. When Governor Wolf, yeah, Governor no Wolf had the, when they just posted, um, like two days ago, they said Governor Wolf issued the most pardons um, in history. Um, so you had a lot of people hit me up saying, yeah, he's, they said he just did like 2,000. And it was a dude, he had a... Um, a case from like 2021. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you just got your shit. Right. So, right. I mean, I, he did pardon a lot of people, but that doesn't apply yeah. to everybody. So I do those free consultations yeah. and at least try to be honest with people. So, you know, because at the end of the day, I want people, the same relief I got, yeah. I want to be able to pay it for it. Again, right. put Absolutely. me out of the job. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Absolutely appreciate you, man. Absolutely. We definitely appreciate you. This has been Quit the Cat Podcast. Make sure y'all check us out on all streaming platforms. I mean, we're on Anchor, yes. we're on Spotify yes. Music, we're on Apple Music, yes. we're on Amazon, iHeart, iHeart. you know what I'm saying? We're on YouTube, yeah, of course, because you're going to be seeing this there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make sure you follow the YouTube page, I mean, not the YouTube page, the Facebook page, as well as the Instagram page for more updates. And make sure you follow all of Brandon's uh, links and websites and everything. Yeah, website, you know I mean? yeah. Brandon, Bro, again, Brandon Flood. Keep Brandon Flood. Y'all know who he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop playing. You already dig it. But it's been a quick cap. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Thank you. It's your boy BP, alongside the bishop, yes, sir. Mr. Brandon Flood. We're out. Peace. Peace to the game. Peace to the game. And welcome to Quit the Cat Podcast.